gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, and it, this is March 8th, and we are live, Elio Canelo alongside my co-host, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good man. I'm, I'm, I'm very awake, despite my, uh, my likeness in recording this. Cool. Uh, so, how was your week? How's your week been? Um, very, um, very good. But uh, you know, like I said, like I told you off the air, um, my schedule kind of got flipped around uh, this week in terms of uh, working out. So my uh, my uh, <laughs> my brain wasn't functioning today, and I forgot that we were doing the, the podcast. So, uh, Vince should be mad at me. Yeah, uh, he sent me a he sent me a tweet off air. He was furious. He said, he was like swearing all kinds. He was like, "Damn it, where the hell's Ben? You've been waiting forty minutes." Yes, yeah, that that's not exactly the PC culture that WWE typically goes for. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. So uh, should like, we? Sorry. So I was like, calm down, old man, relax. <laughs> okay, so should we get into this show then? Absolutely. Okay, let's get into some news. What do we have today? So, um, the first bit of news was that uh, NXT champion uh, Tommaso Ciampa had a uh, successful neck surgery today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is believed... Well, obviously, you're going to have to uh, drop the um, NXT championship at the next set of taping. And he um, he could be out for a year or more. Now, I have a question, though. Now, oh, did you watch NXT this week? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, well, they, um, they uh, started the Dusty Classic and... Uh, what are they, they going to do now? Because DIY advanced in the Dusty Classic. Well, um, and that kind of uh, irritates me because I'm hearing now that they knew um, like well ahead of time that uh, he was going to be taking time off after WrestleMania. So why... Like, which makes me, which makes me think that they were scheduled to win the uh, the the classic, which um, which is mystifying if that was the case. But you know, as as we as we know with WWE, you know, plans can change on a dime sometimes even before the show starts. So they're just gonna have to uh, pull another Yui and, and get it done. Okay, and uh, what do we have next? And we also have the fact, and I, I actually, I actually chuckled at this one. Apparently, um, Fox wants uh, SmackDown to be last publicly tracked when they debut on the network in July. Please do. I'm so sick of this PG PC uh, crap. Uh-oh. I'm not a very, uh, I'm not a very uh, emotional person. I'm, I'm known for being very even keeled. Um, but I almost let out a squeal of happiness at that report. Um, because I'm, I'm just tired of this, of this political correctness bullshit. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. That was the news, and now we are going to get into the raw report. So, Ben, take it away. Okay, so this episode of Raw was the uh, go home show for the upcoming uh, Fast Lane pay per view this Sunday, mm-hmm. which of course is the final pay per view before WrestleMania. So, we had some, uh, some very, uh, 
very cool uh, storyline development in this episode of Raw. So there's my tease for today before we jump into the coverage. So the actual show uh, kicked off with uh, Roman Reigns uh, coming out to the ring. And he wanted to talk to uh, Seth Rollins about... um, getting the shield together for, for one last ride. And so, naturally, at first, uh, Seth is not happy about this, given the, um, given the issues that he's had with Dean uh, as of late. And slightly off-topic, Elio, can we both agree that uh, Dean Ambrose's heel turn has not gone Yes. I, I think I think we can it's, agree that it's been uh, terrible. Uh, this heel turn yeah. has not has not come off as intended. No, it's not been good at all. Uh, but anyway, um, so so this sets up uh, the the big. Um, storyline of the night but um of course uh ambrose comes out and he's pacing at the top of the stage um you know it as if he's trying to make his decision but then of course before he can talk to uh roman and seth elias comes out and hits him with a guitar and leaves him lame mm-hmm. uh so that was like the ultimate cliffhanger to to start the show. Right. So in in terms of uh, kicking off the in ring action, uh, I think we can cue a now look uh, <laughs> now from look. from Elio. Now look. Right off the bat here. Thank you for playing along. Um. <laughs> uh, Braun Strowman, uh, Kurt Angle, and Finn Balor took on. Uh, a, a group that I hate in Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Oh. You're making all kinds of weird noises over whoa, there, Elio. What whoa, are you doing? No, whoa, no, what was that? I, I, had, no, I had no idea. Um, but anyway, you, you must be overexcited to... Um, to discuss your distaste for this. Yes, uh, I mean, I, I think for, that's for it. This. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host has caught on to what's been going on. I've been entertaining myself because I cannot contain how much I cannot stand Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Elias as a team. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> of course, um, we're just going Sorry, to Bobby Lashley, my bad. <laughs> Continental champion. Uh, yes, and isn't isn't that isn't that lovely? <laughs> which I which I'm actually a fan of of Finn Balor being Intercontinental champion. It's just I don't. No, I don't like the way they did they're booking their champion. Well, well, and and we're saying the same thing. We're agreeing with each other on that one. Yep. And then we had. Uh, Natalia versus Ruby Riot, and I'll tell I'll tell you what. These are two very talented um, individuals, but the match was was uh, cut short, presumably for uh, Lacey Evans to come out post match and do her what is becoming the O2 familiar wave. <laughs> 
No, uh, is it is it is uh, Lacey Evans uh, WWE's version of Madison Ring? Because Madison Ring does that in Impact Wrestling. I guess. What? What? what <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting that you say that because Madison Ring is extremely talented, and I'm assuming based on how um, they're building Lacey Evans' booking that uh, she is also seen as extremely talented mm-hmm. um, from. Vince McMahon. Um, I'm sorry, she has, a, she has a ridiculous name for her finisher, though. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. The, the, the woman's right. <laughs> oh, God. It, it, it's just... I mean, I get it. It kind of it makes sense, given her character. Yep. Um, uh, I, I still don't like you. Uh, uh, Benny no like you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so moving right along, yeah, uh, we have uh, Stephanie McMahon welcoming the host of Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update. Oh Michael my Jay God! And Colin just oh, did you see when uh, Brian Strowman did? Oh yes, and, and, uh, at that point, uh, at that point, I was. I was jumping up and down like a kid. No, no, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Did you see the original? Uh, did, did, did I see the original because, because Saturday Night Live? No, no, did you see, uh, that, because that is an updated version of uh, what originally happened to an ABC reporter, John Stossel, in 1985. Uh, no, I I did not see the because article. that's on that's on YouTube. If you go look it up, um, uh, for then WF wrestler Dr. D David Schultz did the same thing when uh Stossel asked him if wrestling was fake. He slapped him in the ear so hard that uh, he has permanent uh, hearing damage. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I I sh- I shall have to go uh, look that up. Yeah, or, or I can and, I can send you the link uh, off air. Oh, please do. Yep. And um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Elio uh, just showed his age because he mentioned a segment from 1985, and I was not even alive. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am a young and attractive and well-built thirty. And I am going into season 45. Uh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, you see our age difference fully on display. <laughs> um, but uh, unlike, unlike most people uh, at, his, at his age, he does, he does seem uh, very familiar with technology and how it works. So, we, we must give Elio somewhat of a pass for his, uh, you know, for his dated wrestling reference. I'm sure uh, we have uh, listeners who know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they do. It's just I couldn't miss the opportunity to mess with your, with your age. All right. I, I'm... <laughs> I mess with the people I love. All right. <laughs> you, you should you should consider it a compliment. All right, sir. <laughs> but uh, you know, don't don't get upset. <laughs> don't get all publicly cracked on me. All right, go go ahead. I'm joking. So we're we're, we're we're moving on. Um, yep. So. Uh, then we see uh, Triple H make his way to the ring Ugh, okay. uh, to to address um, Batista's attack on uh, Ric Flair, which which ended the show uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's so interesting because, of course, um, you know he brings up Ric Flair's age, like you know. How dare you, Batista, attack, you know, a 70-year-old man who just wants another moment in, in the spotlight. Uh, but then, for me, the most, the most interesting 
beginning of, of the segment was <laughs> he was kind of downplaying uh, the Ric Flair character and bringing up, uh, you know, Richard Flair, the uh, the human being behind the character. And the, um, the people uh, don't, uh, but see, people today don't know who Richard Flair is, whereas they know who Ric Flair is. Yeah, well, you know what, and I, and I know we kind of, kind of sort of disagree on this, but I actually, um, uh, thought that brought a, re a refresh, a refreshing change to, um, to the order of the typical, uh, WWE promo. Right, I mean, it, it, I mean, it wasn't a bad promo, like, Triple H can cut great promos, it was not, it was not bad, it was not good, it was, uh, it was not bad, not great, but it was just okay, in the middle, for me. Uh, very good. And, well, uh, the team, uh, the, um, difference of opinion is, is sometimes what makes this fun. And, uh, and so, uh, move, moving on, um, we have um, Char uh, Charlie Caruso uh, interviewing uh, Stephanie, and Stephanie is all um, pissed off because Ronda disrespected her and the title, according to Stephanie. Now, Ben, um, so, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I have a yeah. question. What do you think of Charlie Caruso's uh, backstage interviewing? I can't, I can't voice an opinion because she always gets cut off. Like um, just uh, the the way uh, she she uh, forms her questions. Well, that that I don't like because it, does, yeah. it doesn't come off. It doesn't come off like an interview. It it comes off like. You know, she's accusing something. Right, right. That's, that's, what, I was, uh, that's what I was trying to say. Like, uh, was, uh, when he, because uh, when she forms her questions, they seem to be forced. They don't come out natural sounding. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you know, can't have it all. Everybody, ha everybody has their strengths. Yeah. You know, it's... And, but to my, other, my other point which I made was a lot of the time, she gets cut off by wrestlers, and the, yeah. the whole, yeah. the whole, the whole interview process. I, f I feel like you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's no real like middle of the road kind of thing. Yep. So it it might be it might be one of those scenarios. Okay. So anywho, the point of the interview was. Uh, Stephanie got all pissed off at Rhonda, saying that Rhonda disrespected her in the title yep. uh, by laying it at Stephanie's feet. Uh, and so originally, um, you know, uh, Rhonda was going to get stripped of the championship. Um, but then uh, my, my lovely... I just I, I get so I get so excited every time Becky Lynch uh, comes on my screen because she, she's so damn good at what she does. Um, but aside from my cheap pop of the evening, uh, uh, Becky Lynch came out and was like, "No, no, no, we're not we're not doing it like that," um, you know, uh, and uh, and so and so. Uh, Ronda keeps the title, and the the decision was made that um, you know Becky Lynch would get uh, get added to the WrestleMania main event um, if she was able to defeat uh, Charlotte Flair as Fastlane. Mm -hmm. So that sets up that match, and I think. I think we can mutually agree, Elio, that we kind of know what's going to happen at uh, at Fastlane. But uh, we were we were bringing up earlier. Um, I think that I think there's a reason why they're going with the triple threat approach at WrestleMania versus just having the singles match between 
Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. And if I could bring that up again, since we kind of we kind of got past our our, our technological issues from earlier. Yes. Uh, before I go on, uh, let me just still bring fans up to speed. Um, we have tech. We were having technological technology technological issues uh, regarding uh, this raw report. So this is like I believe the third time that we've had to redo this. Uh, yeah, so, um, hence why we're doing it again, just to, um, you know, bring you up to speed. Yes. Um, but I think, I think the reason why they're, uh, going this route, um, is because they want to, uh, um, they want to begin the four horsewomen of WWE versus uh, four horsewomen of uh, MMA mm-hmm. angle, and I think th- I think what's going to end up happening is Charlotte Flair and Becky are going to uh, join forces at the end of the match and throw up the uh, four ho- the four horsemen single, and um, and then off we go with with that, which is which is. Which is an angle that has been teased um, for a long time. Uh, Leo and I have uh, discussed it on and off. Yep. Uh, since this uh, podcast inception, and um, they might, they might just very well be pulling the trigger. And I think they're gonna. Now, I think they'll have uh, Ronda and uh, Shayna do most of the work because uh, it's still too early for Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke. Well, and I think I think that that could work having uh, Duke and Shafir as henchmen for now because if you yeah. really think about it, um, you know, obviously Rousey and uh, and um, Shayna Baszler are the are the headline players on the MMA horsewomen side of things. Yep. Um, so I, I think that that's why they're, they're doing it that way. Um, and then, so, we, then we have, uh, Heavy Machinery versus the B Team, the Ascension, and Hawkins and Ryder in a, um, Gauntlet match. In a gauntlet match. Man, Andy Cynthia Cinching got manhandled. They got manhandled by uh, heavy machinery backstage. Wait, yes, and and that was because that was because they decided to make fun of heavy machinery. Yeah. Uh, which which is not a which is not a good um a good idea. I think I think when when somebody's um catchphrase is stakes and weights. <laughs> you you might not want to mess with those individuals. I think I think Otis is showing more a little more character than uh, Tucker Knight though. Uh, well, I I would agree. I would agree, and I I think that this is the drawback of bringing too much uh, comedy into someone's angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, you know, a team like Heavy Machinery. I mean, look at them. Yeah. They. I mean. Duh, they should be booked like badasses. Yep. I mean, and so should, so should a team like AOP, but I don't know. Oh, AOP, they've, they, they've ruined AOP. Well, I, I, I agree. They, much like, much like they've ruined, um, EC3. Oh, um, uh, yeah, EC3 is another one. They've, uh, he, cause he can talk and they've, like, Totally got him standing backstage, uh, looking, uh, looking stupid, like, uh, looking stupid, uh, just, uh, not saying anything, like, I don't know why they have been in non-talking roles. But, any, anyway. They should put me in there. Uh, I, I, I'm the real EC. Uh, yes, you are, absolutely. You, you are the original and the only. Yes, well, I'm EC2. I'm EC2. <laughs> well, my, my dad can be EC1. He's the original. 
I'll do just that. I think his reaction would be um, would be absolutely uh, interesting to see. <laughs> I'll do just that. <laughs> and, and, report, and report back to us on next week's show. All right. <laughs> you, you have homework. I have homework. I just, I just gave myself homework. <laughs> so then... Then we have um, uh, then we had the Saturday Night Live host segment, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> moving right along, we then we had uh, Dean Ambrose versus Elias, and after the match. Uh, Rollins and Roman came out, uh, and they, uh, confronted, uh, Dean, trying to get him to, uh, reform the shield again. As, as we mentioned, this is kind of the theme of the evening. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but then this is, this is where they actually did reunite, and... Uh, and Dean enthusiastically joined the S.H.I.E.L.D. fist bump. So it, it would appear that um, we're going to get um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. versus uh, Lashley, um, McIntyre, and, um, and Strowman at Fastlane. I joined, I mean, I did the fist bump to the TV screen. You know, you you mentioned you mentioned that uh, possibility last week, and um, and I actually I actually smiled in envisioning you doing that to your TV like a, like a six year old. So I I do I do hope you enjoyed that. And then then after that we had. Um, Tamina versus uh, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tamina landed a super kick after a distraction by uh, Naya, and uh, she got the win over over Sasha for the victory. And then we had a, we had a um, very very interesting segment between the um, the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, weekend host and and Braun uh, Strowman. I believe you were bringing up earlier, Elio, uh, that this segment kind of reminded you of something. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was actually was a parody. Is what I was uh, trying to say. It was a parody of a segment that took place. Thirty years ago. <laughs> yes, and and, um, and you you've encouraged me to go um, take a look at it on YouTube. Uh, and you're gonna send me the link afterwards. I was kind of teasing you that you're showing your age. <laughs> um, for, for for those for those of you that don't know, there is a um, almost a fifteen year age difference between the two of us, and um, just despite. Um, Despite that, we uh, we get along quite well and, and bring you this fantastic podcast. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a cheap pop and a compliment in your direction. So, all right, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, and then we had uh, the the revival uh, taking on Alistair Black and uh, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And um, and Elio, what do you what do you think of the of the tag team Aleister Black and Ricochet? I like them, but I think uh, they're they're using them a little too much. So one of them is gonna one of them are both of them are gonna get like injured or like burned out because like they seem to be on like every single week. Well, yeah, and and 
prior prior to that, um, they were they were pulling uh, double duty on um, NXT as well. Well, that's what I mean. Like uh, they're, they're using these guys every single week on TV between NXT and the main rosters, like. And with uh, some of the high flying moves that like Ricochet does, and that uh, the and the other moves that the uh, Alistair Black does. Although I do like uh, I do like when he flips off the ropes and like he lands in that like seated position on the mat. Yeah, that. That's that's, a, that's pretty cool. He's freakishly athletic for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, of course, Ricochet is athletic. Now, of course, we had uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable coming out. Yes, and then um, that set up a uh, a, tri- a triple threat match between the Revival, uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and Aleister Black and Ricochet uh, for um, the WWE... Raw tag team titles at Fastlane. Heel turn. So, um, Are we gonna see a heel turn? And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could, I could definitely, I could definitely see. Because a what, uh, what Rudin Gable did with looks, looks so like something a heel would do, like running down, interfering, and getting the match thrown out. Well, you know, and they they need to do something uh, with them. You, you know, for mm-hmm. for a long time, listeners of the of this podcast, actually, I believe I believe not count not counting, um, you know, the the two lost shows that uh, got messed up at one point. Um, this is either our twentieth or twenty first show. Something like that. Um. And um, so throughout the majority of them, we have been uh, we have been trying to figure out what the hell they're doing with uh, with Byron and Chad Gable. Yeah. Uh, and and after one well, after well, we started uh, getting behind them ourselves when they won the tag team championships, and now hmm. Now they have to, you know, they, have, they have to do something with them now that they've taken the belt off. And it, well, and hopefully, hopefully this is that next step. Yep. Uh, so then we have um, the the end of the show, which is which was absolutely my. My favorite portion of the show because it, because it, it involved. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, let's we're gonna wrap this show up. We got uh, one final segment from Raw, then SmackDown, and Fastlane. So Ben. <laughs> so to to um go off of what what we were uh, talking about before um before Elio had his dinner break. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the last thing into the show was, um, was Ronda Rousey, um, and, uh, Becky Lynch and, uh, Stephanie McMahon yep. having, uh, having a confrontation. And so, basically, um, Ronda Rousey... Uh, don't Rousey, forget Charlotte. Of course, of course, Char- Charlotte. So yeah, I know, I, I, I know, I know. My co-host uh, was just thinking of uh, Becky Lynch. He didn't want to well, include it, Charlotte. He wanted. He was only uh, looking out for Becky Lynch. Well, it, it, exactly. See, so, so yeah, all of the potential participants in the um, in the WrestleMania main event are in the ring, and mm-hmm. so. Um, they're having they're having their discussion, and so it's announced that the winner of the uh, of the fast lane scenario between uh, between Ronda Rousey and um, and or I'm sorry between uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair gets gets added to uh, to the match. So if 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 Becky wins, it becomes 
uh, triple threat scenario. So then, of course, all hell break, all hell breaks loose, and um, Becky Lynch just goes absolute batshit, and it was it was it was beautiful, and starts beating the shit out of everybody with uh, the uh, the crust that she came to the ring on. And and what I found interesting is I I found out later that um, apparently Ronda Rousey was told to make the attack look real. Ronda Rousey uh, cuts this um, this heelish promo saying that she is not um, that she is not um, a worker for WWE and she's not she's not under Stephanie McMahon and. Um, you know, she she does her own thing, and she's set up for life, and she doesn't need uh, the WWE. And so, so she she and uh, Becky Lynch get into it as um, as Ronda Rousey's or uh, as Charlotte Flair is standing there with a huge smile on her face as as these two just kick the shit out of each other. Um. And then, and then, of course, uh, she gets involved in the uh, in the melee, and uh, everybody gets their ass kicked with Becky Lynch. Now, now, Ben, I have a question. Um, what you thinking about that promo? Um, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like Ronda Rousey's delivery in promos. Really, like, the, I, but that was a heel. That I, was a heel promo. No, uh, no, I I know that and it, it works for her as yeah, a heel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like her delivery still needs work. Oh, okay. So yeah, her promo skills and things still need work. Okay, I understand. Yeah. But that promo was uh, that promo wasn't bad. It was a lot better than uh, most of her other ones that she's done though. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give her. I'll give her credit. She's definitely. She's definitely improving. But yeah. it's, it's still her. Her constipated face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? That that one. Yeah, I don't like uh, yeah. the facial things that she does. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Hey, so that was uh, Raw. What do you think about uh, Raw this week? The Go Home Show. I actually really liked it. Okay. This was this was like one of the first shows where it was like okay we're on the road to WrestleMania here. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a very slow um, WrestleMania build. Yep. And I don't mean that in a good way. Oh oh oh. Uh, outside of uh, certain things, it's just kind of like okay let's move our ass here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt I felt like it got started last week with um, um of course I'm talking about outside of the the women's scenario because obviously that's been the focus but I felt like um outside of that the first big uh, WrestleMania thing was Batista's return so I feel like we're starting to shift yeah into high gear here um. I'm not a fan of having a, another pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, I, the, I didn't even, I didn't even uh, know what uh, day Fastlane was going to be on until I uh, saw the the shows this week and uh, saw it was going to be on, my, on uh, Sunday night. If I hadn't watched uh, Raw or SmackDown, I wouldn't have known that uh, this Sunday was a pay-per-view. Uh, no, I, I, I would not have figured that out myself. Now, um, after WrestleMania, um, and I, I, I'm going somewhere, um, after WrestleMania, um, what's the next pay-per-view after that? Backlash? Backlash, okay, because uh, now it was... Was that always uh, on there, or was that just? Uh... I think I think backlash was always the uh, the post wrestling. Oh, okay, all right. Because uh, they were doing wrestling trivia once, and uh, last week, and they said, 
What is the pay-per-view after WrestleMania 35? And I can't believe I got it wrong because I was like focusing on uh, Money in the Bank. <laughs> that I completely forgot about Backlash. No, uh, Money... I know, I, I completely forgot about Backlash. I was focused on Money in the Bank. <laughs> well, like, how, money, how do I get that wrong? Uh, money in the Bank is one of my favorite pay-per-views. Yeah, I mean, well, see, that that kind of says something from Backlash, though, that it's not one of the more memorable pay-per-views, though. And it really should be. Yeah, it's uh, been part of uh, the lineup since, like, 98, I believe it was. That was uh, the first one, right? It was originally um, an in-your-house originally. I think so. Yeah. I think it, I think it was one of, the, one of the last in-your-house things. Yeah. Because when did, when did the in-your-house banner end? I'm, I'm sorry, say it again? I said, when did, when did the In Your House banner stop? Oh, um... Like, when, when did they drop that? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure which one it was. It was, um... I, there was Ground Zero, that was 97. I I would have to say sometime in 98. I think it, it had to have been at Backlash, because I don't recall anything after that. Okay. That had oh. the that had in your house as a as a, a banner before the name. Very well. Very cool. My, you are you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to wrestling trivia, much like I am. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, so that's our uh, raw report. We'll be back with our SmackDown report and our Fastlane. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our SmackDown report and SmackDown this week. Opens with a Daniel Bryan promo, and Daniel Bryan's in the ring with Eric Rowan. So, Ben, what do you just think yep. about Daniel Bryan's promo this week? I, you know what, I just, I get it. His heel turn is not doing it for me. Well, I just, yeah, because I, I I know that you were like uh, that you were like into like this whole thing O'Brien fickle and the whole heel turn and stuff before. Yeah, I mean, I just I was, but it's like it's yeah. like really it's like it's really cold off. And, and you, now now he and now, and now he just sounds bitter and and comes off as um like he's. Like you stress for a Bass Pro Shop special or something. <laughs> and on the other side, uh, we have Kevin Owens returning Kevin Owens, and I don't know. This is a, like a fresh new uh, look for Kevin Owens. Like yeah, we, we've never seen him as a uh, face. He's, he's got the new tattoos, and which I always notice because I'm a tattoo guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got the new attitude. Actually, he looks somewhat slimmer to me. Yeah, so uh, you think, uh, when you think of this new Kevin Owens, uh, I'm, I'm like, I actually, I actually like it. Yeah, I wasn't sure when I saw the videos, but. Well, as, as, soon, as, as soon as they showed his kid, mm -hmm. I, I knew that he was going to be a face. Yeah. Because there's, there's no way that they would do that with a Right. So, I mean, everybody, everybody's acting so surprised, but it's like, come on, don't even think about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Alright, so... But I, I actually like it, because yeah. it's a character change, and, you know, he was a heel for, a, like, a long, long time, and he's a very effective one. And since, since, uh, since uh, NXT, I believe. I mean, he was a heel even in uh, ROH, you know? Oh, okay. I, I, um, because that was around the time, like, I started really watching ROH. Oh, okay, right. It's when it came to, um, Baltimore, because it's, like, head, it's, like, headquartered, uh, 20 minutes away from me. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
And so that's when I got really familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a heel even back then. So. And in the so in the opening match we had the Miz. Sorry. I said he was due for a change. Oh yes. So in the opening match we had the Miz defeating Jay Uso. Then in the next uh, match we had the U.S. Open Challenge. The champion R Truth defending against Mojo, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and Ben. What did you think about this match? We have a new champion. Samoa Joe. I loved it. This was surprising. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it definitely was. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, so, R-Truth defending against Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, Fatal 4-Way, and uh, new champion Samoa Joe. So we're gonna see where that goes. And let me just say this was this was a really good match. Mm-hmm. But what what I really like about about this particular scenario, yep. with it being a uh, fatal four way, is um you know it really gave um, all of the competitors a chance to shine. Yep. Uh, sometimes with with fatal four ways. And, other multiple man matches, you kind of, there's like one area of focus. Yep. And then, and then it beca- the others just kind of get forgotten. Um, but, um, <laughs> but this one, this one was really good. And with, and with, with Joe becoming champion, it, it should, it, it's freshness and, you know, but at the same time, nobody else got buried. Andrade got got time to shine, and I think Andrade is going to be a big star. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I, I thoroughly enjoy his work. Uh, the only thing the only thing that really was mystifying to me um, was um, was our truth use of like the five muscle shuffle. <laughs> yeah, you know our truth. Our truth is hilarious because he says John Cena was his. Uh, Hero growing up. Meanwhile, our truth is forty-seven years old. John Cena's forty-two. Yeah. That doesn't so really it, make it, sense. Yeah. <laughs> the so the comedy gimmick worked for him. Like he yeah. makes it work. Damn you, John Cena! <laughs> oh, that I don't know. <laughs> that was hilarious. That promo. Our truth is he's not bad. He, it works for him. Yeah. Then we had uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black against The Bar. And they defeated The Bar. Um, when uh, Ricochet hit the 6-3 splash on Cesaro for the three counts. I think it was 6-3, right? Four, four, uh, 450 or 6-30? Yeah. 6-30. Oh, okay. I only heard of the 450. Alright. And then we had Mandy Rose defeating Naomi. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, that's, um... And, uh... The match was just a mess. And in the main event, it was Kevin Owens defeating Eric Rowan. By qualification. Um, that, um, that's quite interesting. And, uh, following the match, we had a returning Mustafa Ali running out to make save when uh, Rowan attacks Owen and slams him onto the, into the stairs. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, and I really like the hair I come on into the, um, into the post. I thought yeah. that was really cool. So, hmm, possibly a new alliance or new team, Kevin Owens and uh, Mustafa Ali. Well, I, I, I wouldn't do that. It'll, it'll be interesting, but I, I wouldn't do that. No, I, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it would be interesting, but yeah. No, I wouldn't uh, put uh, him in a tag team. 
But I like uh, that Mustafa Ali's back, um, so are we going to see him at WrestleMania? What do you think? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he'll be, he'll be featured, I think, but it's, it's really hard and kind of unfortunate for him because it's like his spot was taken by Kofi Kingston. Ooh, yes. So, it's, it's just kind of awkward, and, but I feel like someone with his talent, he can shine elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, so that's uh, SmackDown report. The SmackDown review for this week. Um, uh, let's see. I didn't like the uh, Daniel Bryan promo at the beginning. I liked the U.S. Championship Open Challenge. Absolutely. So I'm gonna give this one a B. I'm gonna give it a, a C plus. C plus. Uh, okay. So let's see, uh, we will be back shortly with our rundown of the Fastlane pay-per-view. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are going to get into our rundown of predictions for the Fastlane pay-per-view, which takes place this Sunday from the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. So we will start with the kickoff show. Then we have Rey Mysterio versus Andrade in the kickoff show. And this this one has the potential to be a really good match. Yep. Uh, as I was just saying to you off the air, at least it's not a champion off. Yes. Um, so that's, a, that's an improvement. Yep. Um, you know, uh, this one kind of, for me personally... It, it's, a, it's a difficult pick because, you know, you know that, you know, Rey Mysterio is, like, my all-time favorite guy. Yep. Uh, and, and, but yet, I'm, I'm torn because I see Andrade as being a star of the future, and especially, um, especially in a situation with Mysterio, I, I feel like it, it's going to be Andrade getting the win. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Rey Mysterio, but and also I thought um there was something uh, reported a while back that uh, these two were gonna form a team or something. I did see that, so it'll it'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition or if it's just a a product of of the IWC. Okay. So now, in uh, our first match, we have for the Tag Team Championships, the Raw Tag Team Championships, it's Triple Threat with the Revival, taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet, and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to come across as angry for a minute, but it better sure as hell be the Revival that retains. Yes, hopefully they, they retain, it better be, because otherwise... They wasted these two because they shouldn't have given them the belt if they're gonna keep making them lose the way they have been. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, to, to us, that's like, but you know, with WWE, sometimes it's where you want explanations. Yep. So I'm picking the revival. Our next one. Charlotte Flair taking on your love, Becky Lynch, <laughs> with a win. And if Becky Lynch wins, she will be added to the women's championship match at WrestleMania 35, making it a triple threat. Ben, do I have to ask who you're who you're picking? No, no, <laughs> not at all. I'm gonna pick Becky Lynch as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next we have a six man tag team match the newly reunited Shield taking on Baron Corbin Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and of course I'm taking Shield to win this one oh well, that's an uh, I mean that's just a, that's just a softball to give um, to give Reigns the momentum going into Wrestlemania yep and our next match is for the SmackDown Women's Championship, the champion Asuka defending against Mandy Rose. Uh, Asuka. You know, I'm going to 
B. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna take Mandy Rose. I'll, I'll be shocked, and Corey Graves will have an orgasm on <laughs> I I'm just and I'm, I'm just gonna say it because they've been like uh, pushing Mandy Rose a lot uh, in recent weeks. Like she's been getting a lot of uh, like TV time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very easy to see why. Yep. And next we have for the Women's Tag Team Championships, the Boston Hug Connection, defending against Nia Jackson, Tamina, and I'm taking Sasha Banks and Bailey to retain. Absolutely. Yeah. In the match for the WWE Championship, it will be Daniel Bryan defending against Kevin Owens. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna pick Daniel Bryan. I have a feeling that uh, we're gonna see Harper return. Yeah, right. I well, I do too, and um, I th- I think it'll be Daniel Bryan. And then we have for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos defending against the Miz and Shane McMahon. The Usos. Yep, I'm picking the Usos because I don't want to see Shane in the Miz. Winning again, so I, I don't either. You know, and I, I have a, I kind of have a soft spot for Shane. I've always kind of really, really liked him. Yeah. Um, but you know, come on. Yeah. It, it, it's enough already. Ungodly and how good they are. Yep. So that is our prediction, our rundown and predictions for WWE Fastlane, and of course that takes place. Sunday night, March 10th, from the Quicken Zone Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. And we will be back shortly to wrap the show up. Alright, Ben, we are back, and what do you say we bring this show to a close? Absolutely, man. I, th- I, think, um, I think this weekend has the potential to be interesting. Um, you know, and this, this might come off as anticlimactic but as as excited as I am um, for WWE Fastlane uh, on Sunday mm-hmm. um, tomorrow is going to be a bigger deal for me because it is my pug's 10th birthday oh wow so, 10th 10th birthday uh, yeah and, and he's very special to me so I'm, I'm looking forward to that well, that's cool and then, uh, of course, we have another birthday uh, next week. Yes, actually, um, it's, it's your birthday, so uh, we, I, think, um, I think next week we will, we will have to kick off the show with uh, some birthday theme music. But um, I, I certainly hope you're not expecting me to sing to you, because one, <laughs> I, have, I have a terrible singing voice, and, and two, that's awful terrifying. Alright. So, um, that's our show for this week. And, um, do you have any final words, Ben? Yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Fastlane can really deliver something. Yep. Uh, You know, I'm really hoping for a a cliffhanger going into the WrestleMania uh, to set something up. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be really cool. Um, Because, as I mentioned earlier, Show. Yep. Um, I think that this has been a somewhat a slower WrestleMania build, and of course, um, after Fastlane, it's really going to have to ramp up um, because you know it'll be you know four weeks until the show. Yep. Um, and and so this is where the pedal has to go to the metal, and um, you know, I think I think WrestleMania 35 has has the ingredients to be a really, really, really great show. And I, I'm just hoping that, that they they do something to, to set it up nicely and not have Fastlane VA um, a throwaway show. And with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on iTunes, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, um... So, for my co-host, Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canella. Um, enjoy WB Fastlane this Sunday night, and we will talk to you all next week. Till then, take care, guys.
Sue at her 